money, no cry. Oh, wrong song. <laughs> and in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady. Joining me today and butchering uh, the Fugees, or I guess Bob Marley, depending on which version that is, one of my good friends, one of Canada's top mortgage brokers, and apparently a vocalist, Mr. Jonathan Tilger. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm awesome, Jeff. Yourself? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. Um, yeah. So the no money thing, I, I understand you were trying to work it into a song there. <sighs> Let's talk about the no money down myth. Is it possible? How is it possible? Should you? Try? Uh, <clears throat> short, an- <laughs> short answer, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, here's, um, I guess we'll kind of break it down into categories. You and I both fielded a call somewhat recently from uh, somebody I used to know many, many years ago, uh, going through divorce and wanting a private mortgage. And she thought that you didn't need money down with a private mortgage. Why is that? I go back to, again, some, I go back to, it was an, real estate investment thing that I went to years ago and they talked about that saying, go to a hard money lender, hard money lender. You don't need any money. They can just sit there, close on it, close on it within two days, all this other stuff. Uh, But saying you don't need any of your own money going. I think part of that or part of some of those myths are there are some things in the U S though. I believe those have tightened up from Mm -hmm. what they used to be. And so the, the myths have come through. I mean, I remember after I heard all this information, I talked to some people as I was new in the industry at the time, I talked to some people I knew going, going, not in Canada. Nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> and yeah, and I'll, 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 a... I'll, I'll just say short and sweet when it comes to private lenders, you actually need more money down than if you can qualify through institutional. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Definitely have to have at least 20, but a lot of times it's going to be a lot higher than that, right? Yeah. The, the, the only caveat where there is a small loophole, but not many lenders adhere to it, is they do have the, what term the flex down product. Enlighten us, sir. And so what the flex down product is, is it's a CMHC backed product where they allow for part of your down payment to be borrowed. Okay. So if you've got a line of credit or something, you can borrow the down payment from, it could be done that way. Uh, they will not, I mean, they used to be years ago that you could do the full 5% that way. Nowadays, they really won't do that. And not not many lenders adhere to that. They're like, no, they, they, they will not allow borrowed down, down payment. But it is technically still there. They do have, I mean, again, years ago, they had, you could get a 5% cash back and close on it that way. And the cash back would basically be the 5% you need for your down payment. <laughs> so there were all these little things. Not many of them are still functional. You can, you can do with the flex down. There are a few lenders who allow you to do part of it. You don't need the full 5%, uh, but you still need some of your own money. Plus you need your closing costs. And exceptional credit. Yes. <laughs> um, how about, you know, as, this is, this is why I love our conversations. Can you still do that with a uh, pre-construction condo? I know there was a, a gentleman who was in a book that uh, our good friend Todor wrote. 
that uh, who used a line of credit to put down on a pre-construction condo. And I don't believe he ever closed on that condo, so he was able to assign it. Would it be yeah, possible in that scenario? As far as the pre-construction condo, can you use borrowed funds for your deposit structure and pre-construction? 100% you can. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So there is yeah. still a way to do that. Yes, there is. But that still requires money. It's not just credit. Exactly. You know, it is credit, but it's still your money. You, you, need, you need the credit available. And yes, you do need to be able to pay that back and, and service those funds. Yeah, so that, uh, that so, sorry, that just kind of totally threw me off because I was thinking about something else as we were going through that. Let's kind of spend a little more time in that private area. No joke there. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sometimes when things come out of your mouth, you just, you realize it as it's happening and you can't stop it. Anyhow, within private, there are different sections. So there's obviously like the more regulated, the, the mortgage investment corporations. Would a private lender, like a true private, you know, somebody's Uncle Dave, would it be possible for a no money down situation there? I have not met a private lender who would do 100% financing on a purchase. Because then essentially they're just taking on the risk. They're taking on all the risk. They're like, well, why don't I just buy the property myself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what about in the scenarios that I've seen before? Many times, because I worked in private lending for quite some time, where somebody says, hey, this property is worth, say, 500000 I get to buy it for 400000 There's my 20% in. I need 400000 In those situations where the property appraises higher, uh, then, yeah, that can be done. Recently closed on a property where that was a situation. They'd bought it or they had a contract to buy it from several years ago. The contract was coming up. They needed to close on it. The property had appreciated quite a bit. And so we were able to actually finance for above their original purchase price and <laughs> use the now appraised value. And private lenders will do that. But the, the property has to have appreciated and typically... It's usually a contract, something that you bought a few years ago where so you got a contract. That's a very niche thing, but it is possible there. That's yes. Okay. Okay. See, I'm liking where this conversation's going. It's bringing up past experiences. I, I love when it flows along like this. Now, how about in the case of a rent to own? This is another area I've, I've worked in myself and, and we both have obviously Nancy Das, our good friend who worked in that area, a lot of times I would get calls from people, hey, do I need money to have a rent to own? And of course, yes, you do. That's, it's, it's not a no money solution. Why do you think that myth popped up? So you're talking about getting into the rent to own situation where- As a, as a buyer tenant or a tenant buyer, yeah. You're coming in and, and a lot of people believe you don't need any money to get into a rent to own. No, you 100% you do. They want deposits to go on just to say, hey, you are serious about buying this. So to be able to lock in your price, all those things. And that situation is spoke about. That was from a, a coming out of a rent-to-own situation. So you're saying the property appreciated far more than the original contract was for. That's correct. Okay. So that, but, that hence the niche. But, but and entering a rent-to-own I mean, usually it's, it's usually two to somewhere between two to 5% is what the investor will want you to put as a deposit to, to uh, 
for them to basically buy the property for you to then rent it from them to with the option to purchase it. Okay, so still need money down for rent to own. All yes. Right. Now, how about joint ventures? So you're entering a joint venture. Do, 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 you, do you need money down? You, you personally? Someone needs money down. Okay. Explain, explain the concept, sir. Elaborate for me. <laughs> a joint venture is where you've basically, you've gone in. I mean, t- typically where the joint venture comes in, and this, this is where I go back to some of this real estate course they talk about. Well, you can joint venture, you can do all these other things where, yes, now you can buy without your own money. You need to find somebody who has money, who has credit, who has all those things. They become effectively the investor. And if you're buying it with them and you've reached an arrangement with them where, hey, you're going to find the property and you're going to buy it together and you will take an equity stake based on them putting it in, then it can be done that way. Uh, So do you technically need your own money? No, but you need somebody's money. In this case, it's your (laughs) investor. Okay, so it is possible for you to be a no money down real estate person, but you wouldn't really call it an investor at this point. Well, you could view it as an investor. The other person's the investor. You're the, you're basically, I'll say you're, you're the person doing all, all the legwork, all the dog work. And you probably have to be a pretty good, I'll just say have some sales skills to be able to convince an investor unless you've got somebody in the family who says, Hey, no problem. I'll give you the money. Uh, but for the rest of us who don't necessarily <laughs> have that, you've got, you've got to have some good social and sales skills to be able to build the network and build the connections to find the people who are going to do those things. Where could somebody do that? Uh, you could hang out. I mean, good place to start is you talked about, well, good place to start when it's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> is i mean hang, hang out at investor just various you talked about meetup groups that are talking about mm-hmm. investors there are different real estate investment networks there's different things like that where there are probably some people in there who hey I, i'd love i've got money i don't have the time to put into it if i could find somebody who could put who could do the time yeah i'll, I'll give them a portion of what i'm doing mm-hmm. so kind of an interesting thing i guess in there beware of the predatory programs i would i I would think is is an important thing in there so a lot of these big real estate investment guru courses sure if you get the right properties they'll come in and, and joint venture with you but it's more of a predatory thing i would think how do you feel about that? Because I've seen a lot of people like, oh, I made so and so much with so and so. But if they had just gone out and done it themselves, you know, they use a lot of their money to learn the courses and now they're using somebody else's money to get the property. So they've got a piece of that, but they already got their 50 grand. Does that make sense? It could for the right person. But what you have to understand is when they're talking about, well, learn how to do it without your own money, without this, it's essentially we're talking it's just what we're talking about where you're learning how to joint venture how to structure those things and and essentially i i remember i remember i met one guy who went through all those courses and he's like well i was told i could do it and he's just talking to me saying well arrange my financing for him going i was told i could do without my own money without my own credit without this without this going yes you can but if you listen further further to what they were saying it involved 
finding investors, using someone not, else's credit, not not, not talking to a mortgage <laughs> broker to try and source it all for you. Yeah. I can I can source the financing for you. If you're looking to someone to source the investors for you, that's a different ball game altogether. Yeah, and that's a massive disconnect I think between a lot of uh, beginners and seasoned pros is the seasoned pros have figured out how to make those joint ventures. They have partners they've worked with on multiple properties over multiple years that they can go to them and say, Hey, I need, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to put down on this property. And that investor be like, yep, we've made money in the past. Here you go. Yeah. And, and can it be done hundred percent? It can be done, but it takes time to build those. I mean, if, if you happen to be connected with a group who is in that situation, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Just not choose that-, that group carefully. Yeah. If, if not, you've, you've got to take the time. If that's really what you want to do, you got to take the time to build the network and build, build the people. I'm going back to some of the places. I mean, hang out. There are certain clubs you can join where there are people who have money. Mm-hmm. And if that's, then you've got to learn to be social. You've got to, you've got to, and some people come by it incredibly naturally. So it's easy for them to network. It's easy for them to build those connections, easy for them to build those relationships if yes and you're putting your hand up i see that some people and i'm putting my hand up here it's that's not as easy it's not a it's not it's a skill that can be learned Mm -hmm. but it's not a natural skill so to sit there and you've never done anything like that before to just walk in and say you're gonna you're gonna build these relationships it's gonna take you some time to do it yeah if you have if you happen to have the natural skills it will be easier for you yeah, well, it's the, the gift of gab. As I always say, my people were not blessed with looks or money, but we do have charm. Uh, <laughs> um, so I guess the, the point I was I really want to make on that, and and it's it's more of an addendum to what you're saying, is just more about that the the, the predatory courses versus the groups that are really there to, to lift each other up. Uh, and, and if you're listening to this and you want to know more about that, you can certainly send Jonathan an, uh, an email at ipincome at amortgageplan.com. I'm sure we would be happy to uh, refer you to some of the places that we believe are the best groups to become involved with, as opposed to going to the ones that you hear advertised on the radio and the television, especially this time of year. It's, it's just about that season. Or come to our free seminar and then, you know, spend 40 grand and then we'll joint venture with you and, you know, give you your 40 grand back to make an investment on a property that we take 50% of plus your 40 grand. Uh, <laughs> whereas, you know, you can, you can get in there and start talking to people and learn and figure out that 40 grand is worth a heck of a lot more when you back it with your own knowledge. Yeah, exactly the case. Um, yeah. Cool. And I guess uh, since we've covered rent to owns, we've covered private mortgages, we've covered joint venturing. I think it's, it's definitely, you know, we have to just go into that whole area of being gifted a down payment for traditional financing. How does that all work? Is it possible to be gifted the whole amount? And does it have to come from a family member? Can it be from a joint venture? How, how does that work? Yeah, so gifted down payments need to come from a direct family member. Okay. Uh, and what they view as direct family member is basically sibling, uh, parent, grandparent, or I mean, there are some circumstances, it could be child to parent as well. That one's less common. It's, it's generally more the parent or grandparent to child are the most common ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that can definitely be done. You, that wants to be disclosed up front. 
-hmm. If we get everything approved and it comes out after the fact, again, now it's okay, wait a second, we've got to relook at the file again. No so, investor likes surprises. Exactly. So, so if, so if, if, if that is the case, if the, I mean, and somebody you're working with helping arrange the financing, it should be one of the questions that they are, are asking saying, where's your down payment coming from? And just in just the, I've got the money. That's usually not a sufficient answer. What do you mean? You've got the money, you've got it in savings. No, I've, I've got some in savings it's coming from my parents. Okay. So part of it's coming gifted. Okay. We, your total down payment is 50,000. How much is coming from a gift? 45. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again it's usually not a problem uh, it just just want to make sure that's disclosed so now when i'm putting the deal together to send to the lender the lender's aware so they can make sure that they underwrite it the correct way and and i would say as, as a, a add-on to that is that there's a lot of laws out there now with the anti-money laundering that you as a mortgage broker have to provide knowledge of where that down payment came from am i correct that is correct yes so you have to ask those questions. You can't just let it slide. Well, ultimately, when you get into it is uh, with the anti-money laundry regulation, I've got to actually show. So it's not just a matter of, okay, so you've got the 50,000 bucks. I've got to show statements to show you've got it. So it's not just, and if there's deposits that have come in, it's usually three-month statements. There's deposits come in during that period uh, for large sums. I'm not talking your regular pay is fine, but there's deposits for large sums of money. Suddenly there's a $20,000 deposit. Where'd that come from? Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's all part of uh, helping to, to, to stem fraud here in the mortgage market as well. We know that we've seen, uh, I, I know taking the course, they certainly showed a lot of what happened kind of pre-2008 with um, organized crime purchasing straw purchases uh, with straw buyers, I believe it was called. Straw buyers, is that it? Straw purchasers? Uh, the, the, term, the terminology, I have to refresh myself on what the terminology is. But... Oh, it's in the book, Jonathan. <laughs> yes, but that, I, that I haven't looked at in over in like, I don't know how many years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a, a whole thing where organized crime, you know, devastated the property values in a neighborhood, I believe it was in, in uh, Atlanta, because they were using straw purchasers to buy these properties and getting them financed. And all of a sudden, there's nobody actually... Like they're just borrowing the money and taking off with it. <laughs> and the houses weren't worth, you know, nearly what they were saying they were worth and all sorts of things. There was all sorts of scams on that. So there's a lot more regulation that goes into it nowadays than there ever has. And, and it's a good thing for everyone, especially consumers. Definitely the case. So I guess long and the short of that is if somebody's going to JV on, on something with you, they're the ones that are going to have to be able to be approved on it because you can't borrow it if it's not an immediate family member. Uh, well, if they're, if you're joint venturing, it's a different story because now, because we're not talking gifted down payment, that's where the actual investor, whoever the joint vest, the, the JV partner, that's where they're coming in as an actual investor on the property. So would they be a co-signer or would they be the principal financier or principal, principal owner, I guess? That's, that's where, I mean, whoever's on the ownership group depending on the lender, but the ownership group would want, would, would want whoever's represented who's actually qualifying for this to go on the deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I, so I know, you, you I know there, there are some circumstances with joint venture. Well, it's under this person's name. You're technically on, on paper, you own part of it, but you're not appearing on the deal. Okay, fine. But who's actually qualifying? Who's, who's the person who we're using to qualify the deal? They need to go on that deal hundred percent. And as far as the down payment, whoever that down, down payment's coming from, that person will most likely need to be on there. And quite frankly, if I was putting the majority of funds into a purchase as a joint venture partner, whether I was the investor or not, I would want to go on the title of that property. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. That's the great thing about investing in real estate is title ownership. Yep. So I guess we could say private mortgages. There's a couple of places where you might be able to do no money down. But for 99.9% of it, no money down is a myth. Myth busted. That's right, yes. All right. Rent to owns, myth busted. They need to have some money down. It's usually less, but they need some money down. Joint ventures, plausible. Throwing back to the myth busters here. <laughs> uh, can you go into a joint venture with your, without your own money into it? Yes, you can. If, if that's the arrangement that's been set up, will there be some, someone's money to go into it? A hundred percent. So myth plausible. Yes. But not confirmed. Yes. <laughs> and then of course, with, uh, uh, with traditional qualification, gifted money, I, you know, depending, I guess technically it wouldn't necessarily have to be your money. So it would be no money down, but if it's your parents, you're probably gonna have to pay them back or it's your inheritance anyway. So myth busted. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Anything you want to wrap it up with Jonathan? Anything we missed? Really? No, it's just just always, always fun chatting with you. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Always, uh, always a pleasure speaking to you as well. Jonathan, thank you so much for your time and your words of wisdom. I love it that I can always learn something when I get on here with you. So thanks for that. And thank you for listening. If you have questions, want to know more about, uh, especially the groups that we were talking about that Jonathan would recommend you to become a part of, or if you want to understand how to get financed in your current situation, become a real estate investor, you can certainly certainly shoot Jonathan an email at ipincome at a mortgageplan.com or download the free book that uh, Jonathan and I co-authored together last year, the Investment Property Income Book at investmentpropertyincomebook.com. Made that one nice and simple to remember. Jonathan, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Google Play, we appreciate you. Come on over, download the book. We will see you very soon. Have a fantastic day.